right. I'm glad to see you tonight. I'm glad you get to see me tonight. Amen. And uh, that's what you have to do. I'm supposed to brag on you. You brag on me. And we, we have prayer and leave in this minute. Uh, I cannot tell you how proud I am of Diamani and Sarah. You just uh, heard him sing. I reminded him before service tonight. I said, because I'm sitting right behind the pulpit here. When he was a teenager, everybody knew he could sing, but he'd just get up here and grunt. <laughs> and so he was, he was reported by Miss Healy, of course. She was a snitch that got me to get everybody always. <laughs> and uh, so I started kicking him in the backside up here. I said, if you don't sing loud enough, I'm going to kick you. And did I kick you? <laughs> Many times. But you see the results of that. <laughs> oh, he's, he's a great, great young man. We've got some great young men around here. And I'm proud of them. Take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It's been a, my joy and privilege to get to fill in here today and uh, preach here to the people I love and care about and... Uh, I look forward to uh, the days ahead, as long as God will give me strength and God will let me do some things. I, uh, I want to do all I can to encourage people, encourage preachers, and encourage people in God's work to keep doing God's work. It's important. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, look at verse number 24. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all? But one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection that by any means, when I have preached to others... I myself should be a castaway. How sad it is when people become a castaway. That's pretty strong language. Castaway. You become a castaway. Uh, that was the greatest fear that Paul had. He was, he was more afraid of that than he was going to jail. He was more afraid of that than he was people questioning his ministry. This was his greatest fear. It should be our greatest fear. Because no one is to the point in life where they can't fall and become a castaway. And we are told by the Bible that we, we are to take heed when we stand, lest we fall. And so I want to use this tonight as a springboard to go somewhere. And uh, I, I want to talk to you about some of these things that Paul was a fearful of. And uh, I'll watch the clock and not exceed time. But uh, there's several things that right off the top I want to talk about. Let's pray and ask God to speak to us. Father, I love these dear people. Thank you for them coming tonight on this stormy, rainy night. It would have been easy for any of them to have said, the weather's too bad. I, I don't want to drive in this. I don't want to get out in this. But they're here. Now, Father, there may be some who should have been here who aren't, but these people are here tonight. So, Father, I ask you that the Holy Spirit of God would give us all something tonight. 
that will make us better people, make us better, better brothers and sisters to each other in Christ, make us better in every aspect of our Christian life. And may tonight be a service that somebody will determine that they're going to finish their race well, and they're going to do what God wants them to do in the right way, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul's fear was of being a castaway. I want you just to notice the Bible here. We're going to go down verse by verse here. It says in verse 24, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? We have a race out here. It's not a race unless you run. So you got to run the race. And it says, they run, it says, they all run. He said, but one receiveth the prize. Now in this race, somebody's going to win a prize. He says, so run that ye may obtain. Now, that may sound a little strange, but it's not. He's saying, you run like you're going to win because you can win. You run like you're going to win because you can win. Yesterday, I, talk, I was talking to one of our graduates who grew up here. And they said to me, and I hear this often for them, and I cringe when they first say it. They said, Preacher, you were so hard on us. They're serving God, doing a great job. I said, you're, you're so hard on us. He said, he said, but you always were hard, but you always showed us how to do it. He said, you were always pushing us in the right way. And he said, and finally, we would learn, I can do this. And that is so true, and that's what this is all about, a race. You see, God has given all of us a race to run. We're all in a race. When you get saved, you're put in a race. If you didn't know you was in a race, you are. All of us are in a race tonight. Uh, all these guys on the platform, we're all in a race. We're all in a race. They don't look much like runners, but they're, uh, they're, 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 they're in a race. They have been put in a race. Now, they're supposed to run to win. Now, does that mean that uh, Brother Collinsworth is going to trip Brother Cruz or have somebody trip him or he's going to have some Brother Fox? Brother Fox is a sneaky one. He would have somebody uh, uh, ambush. And then uh, over here, would you, these guys, I don't know who would be the most cutthroat over here. Uh, Diamante thinks he is. I see. Don't underestimate that Yankee there by you. <laughs> I mean, uh, They've all got to run, and they've all got to win. That's the, that's the plan. Everybody to stand before the Lord one day and receive rewards. And so we got to run to win, but you can't win unless you run, and you got to run. So somebody or something's got to encourage you and push you to run. Somebody may need to kick you in the seat like Diamante got kicked in the seat. I don't know. Uh, somebody, but we got we to run. We've got to run, and you've got to run to win, not worrying about, you run, don't worry about his race. You run, don't worry about his race. Uh, you run, don't worry about his race, nor his race for his race. And there's other of you I could point out here, there's a lot of good young men tonight I could point at, and that's my target tonight, some of you young men. Uh, you've got to run. Nobody can run it for you. But you don't have to worry about anybody else's race. You shouldn't be looking over in the other lane to see how far they are ahead of you, uh, how far they are behind you, because it's an inaccurate science. You cannot tell. 
There's only one who can tell. And he's the one who looks over the race. And he's the author and the finisher of the race. And uh, we are to run our race. So the question is, are you running? Are you running your race? Uh, all of us have a race, no matter how old you are. You have a race to run. Now, I don't have as far to go as some of these young men should have. Now, you never know, though, in God's timing, he could take somebody younger. But uh, we're all supposed to run and see the end in view that we're going to run to the end. And we're not going to quit. We're not going to stop. But we're, we're going to do what the Bible says. It's run that you may obtain, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible, he says, they, they're, all, they're temperate. So what does that mean? They train. They, with, they withstand from things. They keep themselves in shape. They don't get entangled in things that will keep them from running. But why? Because you're going to win. You can't get entangled with things. You can't be a party boy and go out and run a race. You can't, you can't do the things that people would do. So you got to keep yourself from those things. And this is how you obtain a crown. And it's an incorruptible crown. It's not some little wreath like they got in these days from the Olympics. It's, a, it's an incorruptible crown in heaven. That you'll have, that you can put at the feet of Jesus one day and, and rejoice in all the things that God allows you to do. He says, so I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. I'm not just wasting my time out here running. He says, I have a purpose in mind. And then he says, so uh, fight I, not as one that beateth the air. I'm not out here, I'm a shadow boxer. Boy, look at me, I can, I can... But it's a lot different when somebody else is standing in front of you and they got their dukes up too. Yeah, I mean, he says, I'm not, Paul says, I, I'm, I'm not in this, this, this shadow box. He don't beat the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Now, tonight, uh, you ought to hate the thought of being a castaway. There's one thing, and, I, and some people criticize me for some of the things I'm about to say, but it's just me. It's the way I've always been. You check me out. It's, I've always been this way. Uh, I can't stand quitters. I don't like to be around quitters. I didn't say I don't like to be around people who fall. I said I don't like to be around quitters. You can fall and still get up and finish your race. You don't have to wallow there and cry and whine because you fail. You can get up and start running again. You're not defeated until you quit. You're of value until you quit. And so I never like quitters. I don't like to be around people who are quitters. I don't hang around them. Uh, I have never been a quitter. I have made up my mind many years ago. My wife would not be married to a quitter. I made up my mind that my children would not have a quitter for a dad. I made up my mind when I became pastor eons ago that the people wouldn't have a quitter. I wouldn't pack in my bags going anywhere. I, I made up my mind to that. I, I determined that. Now, you can determine something, but then you've got to make sure it comes to pass. And you've got to be the one who does it. It's a race you're in. You've got to win. So you've got to keep going. You can't win if you quit. So you cannot quit. That is not an option. Oh, I hate some. Oh, I just think I ought to turn in my resignation. From what? The human race? 
I mean, why quit? Why resign? Why don't you just fire up and go a little harder? Why don't you just make up your mind to find somebody and say, I want you to kick me in the backside every time I talk about quitting. Why don't you just make up your mind not to quit? Don't be a quitter. Your wife shouldn't have a quitter for a husband. And a man shouldn't have a quitter for a wife. They say, quit should be a word that you just don't use. Uh, these, this is just something we have to find a way. Uh, this is a situation in life that we have to find a way. There's always a way to find a way because Jesus is the way. And we just need to stay practical and, and focused and keep running. Keep running. Keep running. When you're tired, you run. When you're hurt, you run. When you feel like you can't do it, you keep on running. All can win. Uh, I am tired of hearing about people starting things and never finishing. Right. So I go, oh, what do you think, Brother Neil? I think I ought to, I think I ought to start this. Well, I, I, my first thought is uh, I'll listen to you, but I'm not going to probably think a lot about it because uh, there's everybody starting something. Everybody's got an idea. If you just do this, it'll be great. Everybody has an idea. They start things, and then they never finish them. And that hurts the cause of Christ. And it hurts, it hurts the church. It hurts people. That's why if you start something, finish it. Don't you, you know, I'm not pastor now or anything, but it used to be just a, oh, I used to get so angry when the, uh, we have a bus captain quit. So they're not going to be a bus captain anymore. Then I'd have to walk over to the bus route, get on the bus, and explain to the kids while they were crying why their bus captain quit. So if you start in a bus ministry, don't you quit. And if you do quit, have the courage yourself to stand up and tell those kids why you're leaving them. See, it's responsibility when you say you're going to do something to finish it. When you say you want a responsibility, you finish it. You don't pass it off to somebody else. You finish your race. You finish what you have to do. And all of us have to do that. And we have to make up our mind to finish. Now, everybody can quit. Now, these fine gentlemen on the platform tonight, I'm going to use them for a minute and abuse them for a minute, maybe. No, I won't. I respect every one of them. I respect them. I respect them for the job they do now, how they do it. I respect them for their families. I respect them for a lot of reasons. I didn't say looks, but I respect them for a, a lot of reasons. They, they're faithful men. They serve God. They live for God. You know, all this. But uh, they weren't always this accomplished piece of work you see up here. And every one of them had incidences in their life where it was a crossroads. Every one of them, because I was there with them. I was there with them, and they all could have quit. But they didn't. And we're not supposed to quit. We're not supposed to hurt people by quitting. And I say to some of you in here tonight, some of you young men, you, you need to make up your mind to do something for God. I get sick to death. I'm going to get off on a tangent now. It's my tangent. I can get fired, I know now, but I can't do this. 
That's a cruel man that fires father, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Especially in these days we live in. I can't stand this. It's so hard. Listen, suck it up and go to Bible college. Do you hear me? You want me to respect you? Then you better do something. Because I'm not going to respect you if you don't. Why do I need to go? Because you're a dumb dumb who needs instruction. That's why. And you need toughness. Go to Bible college. I don't want to hear this. Well, I just don't feel called. Well, come spend about an hour with me and I'll make you feel called. You weren't given a life and put in this church just to sit around and think you look good. I don't feel called. Well, you can volunteer. We have a volunteer army. You don't have to feel called. Swirls going to hell. I mean, you, you, all you want to do, you can go out and make some money and get a ragged old car and think you did something. That's what you do. You never amount to anything. I feel sorry for a girl. A girl that marries you is crazy. I mean, you, you have a responsibility and you ought to owe up to it. You owe the Sunday school teachers in this church. You owe the youth workers in this church. You owe the pastor of this church. And you owe the old preacher here. This, you owe us all. And I don't mind telling you, you owe pay up. And some of you may be in the process of where you've tried and you've stopped and you've got, you're not finished till you quit. And you know what? If you stand and teach a boy's Sunday school class one day, you ought to be the best teacher you could be. That's why you ought to get the most knowledge you can get. You're going you're to work with people. You want to help people. Then you better sharpen up a little bit. Yeah. You need to quit complaining about Miss uh, Triplin and go ask her to give you extra help. So you can actually learn to talk. This is what's missing today. We just let everybody run out and run around, chase rainbows, and the country goes to hell. Children are raised by parents who could have been better parents than they are, but they quit. They quit improving. Do you know that the only time you're going to improve in your life much is when you're in that age that you're in from 18 to 25? After that, you don't get to improve anymore much. You can improve some, but you can't improve to the capacity that someone who's, when they're young, will make up their mind, I'm, this is when I'm doing it, I'm going, I'm going to do something for God, I'm going to make my life count. And you say, well, I don't feel called to anything. Well, you let God do the calling, you're not supposed to feel anything. Just go there and wet your finger and stick it in a socket and see what you feel. That's not God talking to you. Uh, feelings have nothing to do with it. So what you want with your life? I heard an old-fashioned old preacher, Dr. Mel Rudder, stand up and preach and uh, uh, scare me to death. He preached, and I was a young man, I'd been out of school a year, he preached on the sheriff of Tombstone. 
He says, the whole, the whole, he made the Holy Ghost the sheriff of tombstone. And he says, the sheriff's tombstone has got you a spot on Boot Hill. And he's going to come and collect. You can surrender your life to God, or you can surrender your life to the sheriff of Boot Hill. And he preached a sermon about how God can shorten your life, God can take your life, because there's people, there's some of you sitting here, you have nothing to do with your life, and you don't want to do anything for God. He says, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Give your life to do something. Uh, and you may, you may not, you know, I may not be in full-time Christian work, but you ought to be the best you can be. You can be a better father. You can be a better teacher in, in your classes of Sunday school. There's so many things you can do better. You can teach your own children. See, so you need to go to Bible college because you don't even know how to balance a checkbook. You don't even know how to write. I mean, that's how poor our society is today. Uh, now, I can't see what I've got written in this, this Bible tonight. That's why I'm going to be rabbit trailing, I guess. But uh, I can't see it. But it's not because I hadn't tried. I've, had, I've, I've worn four, pa four pairs of glasses today. And I'm back to where I started. So, but I, at least if I read the scripture right, I'll be okay. But that's age. That's old age. I'm about done. I'm about finished. But you know what? I've run my race and I'm still running and I hadn't quit. Now I'm not going to quit. Good night. What would I do if I quit? My wife's already run her race. She didn't have What am I going to do if I quit? I'm going to face her. I'm sorry, honey. I just had to quit when you left. Oh, yeah, that'd go good. Be a brawl in heaven right off the bat. <laughs> I'm not going to let one of my sons say my dad was a quitter so I could quit. No, 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 no. But I've got to run, not as uncertainly. I've got to know what I'm about. I can't do all the things I used to do, but there's some things I still can do. And there's things you can do. You have an individual race. You're not racing against one of these men. You're not racing against somebody sitting next to you. You are running against yourself. All the competition, and preachers need to understand this, all the competition is with yourself. God doesn't expect me to beat anybody out here. God doesn't want me to beat. He doesn't want me, hey, hey, I beat so-and-so. No. I tell you what, you, you can brag when you beat this guy and you, you look in the mirror. You look in the mirror, that's your competition. And that's who we race against. And aren't you glad? That lets you know you got a chance. You're racing against yourself. You're racing against time. You're racing against the life as it passes by you. There are advantages that we have in this race. You'll notice in your Bible, and I think that I'm going to use this very quickly, says how that you should, would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers, he says, now I'm going to, don't you be ignorant about this race. He says, all our fathers were involved in a race, were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. He's talking about the children of Israel. They're the example here. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? Uh, 
Think about what they ate. Angel food. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think I'm going to get a bunch of that when I get there. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drink of that rock, that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. Christ was the sustainer. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown, as cast away in the wilderness. Only Caleb and Joshua would make it through there on this trip. Now you think about that. They had all these wonderful things. They had a, here, they had a supernatural deliverance. It says that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. They were all under the cloud under God's care. And they all passed through the sea. That's their deliverance. And the Bible says here that they did all eat of the same spiritual meat. They all had the same food. And uh, angel food, and then they all drank the same spiritual drink for the drink of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. But even that, all those privileges, and look what they did. All of them but two died. Now think about that. All these privileges. You say, man, I don't, that's, that's don't make sense. They had all those privileges. They saw Moses smite the rock. They saw the miracles of, against Pharaoh. They saw all that. They, they walked through the dry ground at the Red Sea and the water didn't come on. They experienced all that. They saw all of that. They saw all that. They, had, they ate food and said, this is angel food. Now, wait a minute. They did all that and quit. They did all that and turned aside. All those privileges. And we sit and say, well, if I had that kind of privilege, I, I tell you one thing, I would not quit. But wait a minute. Uh, when you got saved, that was a supernatural deliverance. And so you were under supernatural guidance too. God was your guide. You were led to salvation. That's deliverance. You're all baptized unto Moses. They were. We were all baptized into the Holy Spirit. And it says, did all eat the same spiritual meat? And uh, we eat the same spiritual meat. We got it right here. Right here. We've got all this, all this, the miracle book. We've got all these things. And God can look at us and also say, I'm not pleased with many of them because they've been overthrown. You see, it's not the privileges that give you the success. It's not the privileges that make you a winner. It's not the privileges that's going to keep you going. You have to keep yourself going. You have to keep yourself going by making up your mind that you're not getting out of the race. You're staying in the race. And you understand, I can get, I, right here I got my Bible. I can get everything I need right here to stay in the race. They didn't have a copy of this, so God gave them all that other stuff. But this is better than the stuff they got. This is the eternal word of God here. It can never be destroyed. And this, this is your manual. You get tired in the race. Well, right here is where you find uh, You don't know which direction to go. Well, right here I can find it. Because remember, you're not racing against anybody else. You see one of them go off on a side trail. That don't mean you're supposed to go on the side trail. Because you're going to run and you're going to miss the, you're gonna miss the finish line. You're going to lose. You don't follow anybody. You follow Christ. And uh, you, you don't, and, but I know what we like to do. We want to know, 
Are you going? Will you go? Can I go with you? Now, folks, we're all guilty of that. Just admit it. We don't like to blaze new trails by ourselves. But you're going to have to. Because God only gave the race that he gave you to you. The race I run is not your race to run. The race I run is not my son's race to run. He has his own race. Uh, I, I, my race is about over. Uh, my wife's is already over. And I'm running to the end of mine. And uh, I, I've got to be faithful. I can't mess up here at the end. I can't let you mess me up. I can't let you discourage me. I can't let you. I don't, I don't look to you for nothing. I said, Pastor, what do you look for? We look from the people. I said, nothing. Nothing. I, I, church people, you don't owe anybody nothing but to finish your race. Finish your race. That's all you need to do. You, you don't owe the pastor nothing. You don't owe me nothing. Finish your race. And uh, we, we want to see, we, we, we get in this, this feely stuff and we want, to, we want to do something. And it's just like people that want to do something to be saved. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is finish your race. Finish your race. Now, the Bible says down in verse number six, it says, Now these things were for our examples, all these people, to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now that's where they failed. They lusted after evil things, and I'm not going to talk about all of them tonight or go into all this, so we'll be here a long time. Uh, but they begin to lust. You see, when you are quitting, or you're going to embrace error, or you're going to turn aside, it's human nature to justify what you're doing. Well, nobody understands me. Uh, nobody likes me. And your parents, if your kid says, nobody likes me, don't, 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 don't get involved in that. Yeah, you, 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 probably, you think about it, you can understand why they don't like your kids. You don't like them either. <laughs> nobody likes me. Why are you going to go through life all the time? You better like me or my mommy's coming. <laughs> and sad to say, that's how it is. Uh, yeah, you, 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 you know, it's always, ladies, don't get involved in your children's matters. I'm telling you, don't do it. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to embarrass your husband. Let them work it out. That's why nobody works anything out. Nobody gives them a chance to work anything out. <laughs> it's just, I'll just go ahead and have a war. <laughs> we, ought to, we ought to encourage people and our kids, especially to work things out. If they can't work them out, you teach them how to fight. That's right. You learn, you, learn to, you learn to stand for something. You know when you learn to stand for something is when you're young? You, you can't... See, I've, 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 I've met men through the years who late in life they join the ministry, late in life they go to Bible college or something, and, you get it, and there's a gap there they never get filled in. 
And it's on things like this I'm talking about that they just can't ever figure it out and get it filled in. And you've got to learn when you're young to stand for something. You've got to learn how to know what to stand for. And we ought to teach our children how to overcome their problems, how to settle their problems, how to make peace if they've got a problem, how to make war if they have to. But you try to make peace. You try to get along with everybody. You try to, and the thing about it, kids can get in a fight. I always used to love it when you'd hear all the lady teachers, there's a fight, there's a fight, there's a fight. I say, I'll be there in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Nobody dies in those fights. Now, in our society today, you got to be careful because today they carry guns because there's no manhood today. There's no manhood. you got to be a coward and shoot somebody in the back. But it's not, I hope it's not that way in our school or in our, where we are in our little world here. But you've got to learn to fight for the right thing and expect to teach your children to fight for the right thing and not get caught up. There's going to be, you know, teenage girls, they are drama queens. All of them. I'll give you my philosophy and what I used to tell these kids. They're all drama queens. Every one of those girls are there drama queens. <laughs> if you got a boy in the house, then you got to say, leave your sister alone. And then they're drama queens. And then the guys, I tell the girls, all these girls want to get, I, I like that guy, he's good. I, I, I said, they're dumb as a box of rocks, the guys. <laughs> Their brains have not developed yet. The greatest thing ever happened to me, one of the greatest, was when Dr. Lee Robertson sat me down and looked at me and said, you will never have a brain, you're at least 35 years of age. He said, so you better, you don't have to think for yourself. He said, all you ought to worry about till you're 35 is loving your wife, making a strong marriage, and learning what you believe because you really don't know what you believe. And that's the truth. It's been proven over time. Bible college graduates, as soon as they get out of college, they don't know what they believe. They think they do. Uh, they, they don't know about life. You've got to take time to live to learn. Why do you want to give somebody a wife that doesn't measure up or a husband that doesn't measure up? Finish. Become the completed product. Work together. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're having trouble in a marriage, go to the pastor and get help. and get you know, Just don't quit. If you don't quit, you can finish. You can finish. And you can finish and be something that makes everybody proud. Now, back to the guys on the platform here. Uh, I'm not going to point them out and point out things, but there, there's some of them that uh, they, they were that close to being home. But you know what they did? They listened. They listened. You say, well, I don't agree with the advice. You don't have to agree with the advice. You just have to obey it. 
Because you're dealing with humanity. Nobody's, nobody gives perfect advice. But God has established authority lines in our life, and we're, that's where we're to go. And so if there's a problem, God is in charge, so he's, he'll take care of it. And these men have learned that, and that's why they can sit up here as an example to you tonight. They finished. They finished. They finished what they started. I was glad when they graduated to have their parents say, thank you for not kicking them out. I never told them anything, though. I said, oh, they were never in any trouble. I lied, lied, lied. But they're just human. But if the average people were working with them, they would have never got finished. They were where God wanted them to be, the people God wanted them to be with, so God could. And there's others in here like that tonight. I, 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 and you know what? That's why you help people. That's why pastors helping people all the time. You help people, you help people, you help people. And uh, some of those diamonds finally come through the rough. And you can find them. And uh, everybody's a diamond in the rough, really. Just not everybody's called a full-time Christian service. But your service with God is just as important as theirs. And you, you have been assigned a race. Whether you get paid for running a race down here, it doesn't matter. You, you, you got to run. I have worked, well, I have had to work jobs in my life. I've had to do, I, 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 I mean, I had to work to get where I am. And now I don't do nothing. And I don't get up at 5 o'clock in the morning anymore either. <laughs> uh, I used to every day. But I don't anymore. My race is about run. And you know what? I, I can say that I can stand before the Lord unashamed. I wish I had done more, I believe. But I have tried to do everything I was commanded to do. If you notice in the Bible what pleased God about Moses and all the other, these other men, they did what they were commanded to do. That's all you have to do. God commands you to be a good father. That's all you got to do. Say, well, I want to do more. Well, you're not supposed to do more, maybe. God gives you children. Be a good mother. The will of God is so easy. We complicate it with all of our weird thinking we have. Just accept what the Bible says. Nobody's better than anybody else. Nobody's more important than anybody else. Just everybody has been assigned a different purpose. Why, maybe you're going to win somebody like D.L. Moody to Christ. Lee Robertson by a little Sunday school teacher. Jack Hiles by a Sunday school superintendent loving. You go on and on and on. It's not big shots. It's the common folks that love Jesus. And that's who he, he appealed to, and that's who he still appeals to. And tonight, I don't even know what I'm preaching. I'm just going off and on and on here talking. But, uh, but, I, uh, but I, I think I've got something to say. As long as I've been preaching, 
And as long as I've been serving God, I think I know a few things. Of course, I can't convince many young preachers of that. Some people are born dumb and decide to stay that way all their life. <laughs> Nothing you can do for them. I don't waste my time arguing with people. I mean, if you want to be dumb, be dumb. But I am going to try to do, I, I beg God every day to give me something to do for his cause and his glory. I pray every day for the pastor of this church. I pray every day for you. I pray every day for the things going on here, and I pray, and I know I can do that. But I like to do even more, but I'm not going to fuss, and I'm not going to clamor for it. I enjoy being lazy, so uh, I'm not going to whine too much about it. But I'll tell you something. It's one thing all these people can tell you around here. I have pushed people to succeed because you have to push people. But I've always tried to show them the joy of, the, of doing it and the joy of not quitting and the joy that lies ahead if you keep going. Because we have fun. You say, I, I, I want to have a happy life. Well, you better start doing what God has for you to do. Better start running your race. Getting in training. See? It, it, we're, we're want, we got a wonderful job. We got a wonderful calling of God. We can, we're called to do something, and our training is we can get fat and still do it. I didn't get much of a response on that. <laughs> do I need to point out who's fat? Not fat? Oh. <laughs> uh, I am glad to be saved. I am not going to be a cranky old man, and I am going to keep having fun. But I'm going to keep, I want to say running my race, and that's not true. I'm going to keep, I'm going to shuffle the rest of the way to heaven. If I can bum a ride on the way, I'll get a ride too. But I'm going to enjoy it all the way. And I'm going to look forward to it with anticipation. Yeah. You're going to get to heaven one day. See, I'm going to get to heaven one day and find my mansion. It's going to have a pan of biscuits in it. (laughs) Yep. Oh, tonight. My joy and what I live for is for this. Those of you out here, I've lived, I've given, I've pushed myself so that you have a chance. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. If pastor helps you or I help you, you know what you're supposed to do? Go help somebody. Go give something, go buy somebody something they need. Go do something. Don't just sit there. Do something. Do something. Bake a pie and give it to me. Whatever. (laughs) And might I say, I know the pastor's favorite pie is coconut cream. But that was my favorite pie before it was his favorite pie. I just thought I'd put that out there. He can have all the key lime, but I don't want that. It's fun to be saved. It's fun to enjoy your salvation with your family and with friends. Now, 
let's get ready to run this race. We got a big race to run. We got to pull a big load. Boy, I'm just praying to God he don't come back with some, something else he's buying or doing. And we're going to, we just got to, we just got to. We just got to get going here. We got to pull and go forward and go forward and go forward and get these blocks up here and get ready for a conference in just a few few weeks and get ready for God to do something great in our lives and great in the lives of other people. And there's people out there that they need to be saved. The only place they can get saved is here because nobody else is going to try to get them saved. There's somebody in this church that's not going to make it if somebody don't push them. And when I say push them, it's not just literally push. It's befriending. It's helping. It's encouraging. You know? And if they growl at first, just keep on. You know, Dr. Robertson had this policy always. It went out to you. When they, if they knocked on your door and they signed you up, they, you come and they got your information. And then as soon as they got the information, it'd say, congratulations, you just became a member of the Highland Park Baptist Church Sunday School. I, I'm a, I, yeah, you joined the Sunday School. <laughs> and then it has somebody else follow up on them. Since you're a member of our Sunday School, you, you, we expect you to be there on Sunday. We want you to come on Sunday. And you have three or four other people come along. Hey, you stay after people. Don't go visit them one time and never go back. Say, well, I'm irritating them. Good. You gotta irritate them before they're gonna make a decision. Just keep on going till they die or move. Now that was the philosophy we used to have. Dr. Robertson had and Dr. Hiles had. Both of them. We will take you off the roll when you die or move. So let's get after people. Some of you know people that have come to church with you. You need to stay after them. You stay after them. You got lost loved ones. You need to get after them. Because the hour is getting late. The hour is late. And not all are going to get to heaven. You heard this morning. But we who know the way, by, by getting in our lane and staying in our lane and following the Lord, letting him lead us, we're going to get home safe. And we're going to get home rejoicing. Because you always rejoice when you win. And everybody can win. You can't lose. Tonight, let God use you, speak to you. Pray for the ministry. Pray for what God is doing here. And let's, let's, get, let's get a big vision. Let's get a big vision. Let's, let's push the pastor more. Let's get a big vision. And let's keep getting a vision. And let's keep looking and wanting to help people. And keep wanting to do something for others. Because it's all about people. It's all about helping people. If we're not going to reach out to people and try to reach people, we need to shut down. Need to shut down and take all the blocks and bring them to my house. (laughs) No, we've got to keep going. I promise you one thing, and I promised it before. And I stood before the church at Highland Park Baptist Church where Dr. Robertson was there, and I made a vow that I would never quit. And I have never quit. And if you think I'm going to quit, you better get your gun out because you're going to have to shoot me. I will not quit. I will not quit because I owe the Savior. But I owe all of you too. I'm a debtor. Paul said he's a debtor to all men. 
If Paul was going to assume that debt, I think we all should assume that debt. Be willing to help anyone and everyone. Let's pray. Father, speak to our hearts now. Uh, this is just a bunch of me talking tonight and rambling around. And uh, I just want to help people. You know, as I talk to